You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. Well, according to a report on women and what are women's issues in 2020, and even though we're past 2020, 2021 women's issues are not out just yet. So until they are, we're going to talk about 2020. And one of the big issues amongst many was about women in the workplace. And that's always an issue that, that we talk about that women need to be concerned about. So are women getting equal treatment in the workplace? And the article indicated that, you know, it's better, but not so much in the way of that there's still some disparity in income. And I'm not honestly sure the way that they report that, if that is accurate, because you really need to compare apples to apples. But one of the things that struck me about this article, ladies, that I want to discuss is the jobs that women have. And is it really an issue for women to not have the same jobs as men. And what I mean by that is the article brought out that women are overrepresented in some areas, such as healthcare, education, and hospitality. And my thought to that was, well, that makes perfect sense to me because women are kind of the nurturers and the givers in society. And those Three places are exactly where they can be who women are, healthcare, education, and hospitality. I love it. I think that that's great. And I think that those are the choices that women make. And on the same uh, side of the coin is men. Men, they are more uh, overrepresented, if you will say, in financial services, software development, law and agriculture. And again, my mind said, well, that makes perfect sense to me because guess what? Men and women are different. And the fact that they excel in these places makes perfect sense for men. And I want to know what you think. We are different (laughs) from men. And you know, we were designed to be different from men right from the very beginning. There was a purpose and a reason for men and women to be designed differently. And I know some people may not agree with all of that, but it, it besides being an obvious visual fact, it's a, a scientific and biological fact that we are different in many, many ways. And men and women can absolutely and are supposed to complement each other in many different ways. And when we see articles that state women are overrepresented in certain fields, there's a reason why it appears that way. Women were designed to be more nurturing than men. Men were hunters and gatherers way, way, way back in the beginning. That was a role they needed to fulfill to take care of their wife or the women. They're built differently. And I know there are female hunters out there today. And that's, I, that's wonderful. That's great. But 
the original intent was different. So if there are, according to the news, if there are too many women in hospitality or in healthcare, then I would say just, I, I would say that's not true to begin with. And I'm not sure where these, where the facts are. However, I think there could be some other things that are driving these comments. Wouldn't you say, Judy, perhaps there are, you know, yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, so I'm coming from a, a place of where a similar place that you are Becky and that we have daughters, um, who are in college and they're contemplating their careers and the atmosphere and the environment that they're uh, in trying to figure out who they are, what they want to do and how they can provide for themselves and their families uh, and be taken seriously. And listening to Linda and, you know, as share the information about the report that society feels that women are, are, you know, there's too many women in these certain fields. And I really, I really take, mm, not offense, but I just step back and I think about what is, what my advice has been to Gabrielle as she, she thought she wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. So fabulous. Let's do that. I'm all supportive. Daddy's supportive. Uh, let's do it. And as she went through and she took classes to, you know, pre-law classes, she was admitted into the pre-law fraternity. She got a, an internship with a judge. Uh, she was flying and she came home and she said, I hate it. I really hate this. I don't like this. And I, by all means, I said, well, you're not stuck in it. What do you love? And I took her through a whole process of, of understanding who she is inside, what she is her, not just her passion, but what do you lose yourself in when you, when you lose yourself in the zone, right? What do you lose yourself in? And really it's how God knit us together. And it all goes back to, yeah, we're different, you know, we're women, and we are put together differently than men and, and where we feel comfortable and happy and uh, useful may be in the hospitality or in the uh, healthcare industry or in the educational, um, in the education industry. I think that it's natural. And I, my biggest advice to her was do what you love because you're going to be spending most of your time doing it. I think where we fall short as a society is how we value those roles, how we, you know, why, why is a lawyer or a, I don't know, a doctor more important than or valued higher than a teacher or a nurse or do, do you understand what I'm saying? I, yes. I, I think yeah. it's how we view those positions and we value them. So I think that that's where we really fall short in as a society. Yeah. And you know, I, I love both of your perspectives so much. It, it just makes such common sense to me that, 
women would be in the industries that we spoke about and that men would be in the industries that they spoke about for men, I would hate to be a software developer. That would never be something I would want to do. And it is about where your heart is. And why do we have to keep saying that these are women's issues that are unresolved? And until we get some sort of equity in these fields that we're not, you know, woke yet or whatever word you want to say, um, people should do what they want to do where their heart's passion is. And that's where they belong. It's not where society tells us that we belong. It's where we want to belong and where we feel that we can, you know, live our own passion and make the biggest difference in the world to others that that means something to people. So, you know, one of the things that they talked about was that men make more money in real estate. So, it's not equitable. Well, I'm thinking again, how do you get make your money in real estate? You go sell a property, right? Well, everybody has the same equal way to sell that property. So if men make more, maybe there's more men realtors, or maybe the men are working harder because the women, you know, a lot of us have dual roles, right? We're moms and we're realtors. So we're not doing just one thing where men tend to, they work. Women have to really kind of split themselves if they're a parent and also handle that. So I, I don't know. I don't think that the, in other words, you can't make more commission. If the commission on this house is $10,000, you're going to make that whether you're a male or female. So why would you use that as a comparison? That just doesn't make sense to me. That's, that's any sales driven position because that's what that is. And it's what I call you eat what you kill. So if you kill more, you eat more and then your family eats more. Right. So the, the whole, that, that to me, that, that analogy or that not analogy, the, the, that industry uh, to me, I look at that and, and I see more women thriving in the real estate industry than, than I've ever seen before. So I, I'm not sure, I don't really understand that complaint uh, you know, by that author. I really liked what you said, Judy, about the value and that I mm-hmm. think it, that the perspective gets skewed when there's loss of that value or it's misplaced. According to God, men and women are equal, and God gave us very specific jobs, duties, and purposes. And I hold that to be true for every male and female everywhere. And I think people have a problem with that. And in society today, the strong women's liberation movement, way back in the, well, I don't know how far back that really actually goes, perhaps after World War II, when women had to go to work. Then women wanted to go to work and then things changed and it just shook the tree for men's and women's roles in society. And a lot of women decided they liked that independence and they liked earning money and they liked being away from home and not having some of the responsibilities of just cooking and cleaning and taking care of the children. And and that could be a whole nother discussion because in some cases that's perhaps when things started to go awry because then the family became less important, children were left alone, 
there was that whole deal in the, was it the seven or late seventies or eighties with kids being at home far too young? Um, the latchkey so, kids. Latchkey, well, I was going to say, yeah, latchkey, that's a term that, that's an older term that we haven't heard in a while, but there, there are gifts that God gives women for certain things. And there are gifts that God gives to men. And there are some women that are phenomenal in the place of the political realm or uh, company owners, business, small business owners, like, hello, myself, all of us ladies, there, there are gifts that we're given. And it's not to say that we can't expound on our initial roles, but I think it's important to keep things in perspective. Am, am, am I wrong? No, you know, I love your, I love the visual of the gifts that are given. I mean, I picture, I don't know, let's take Christmas and everybody's in a room and everybody's handed a box and everybody gets the same thing. How boring would that be in life? I mean, we all are given different gifts. And I, I just love that, the way of thinking about that, because like you say, you know, I can run a business. All three of us can run a business, which historically way back when was more of a male kind of thing, but you know what? All three of us are in a giving kind of business. So it fits us perfectly. So whatever we are doing, we are giving to other people, no different than those women that are in healthcare education or hospitality. We are kind of serving other people, which is who women are as a whole. Are there exceptions? Of course there are. There, there are exceptions to everything. There are wonderful male nurses. There are wonderful male teachers. There are wonderful, some of the best people in hospitality that I know are men and especially foreign men from other countries because they are trained to do that. But just as a whole, I don't think that society or the, all of these articles that say, oh, these are big women's issues. Women's are not equal. We don't need to be equal. We, we are equal. I do believe that we're equal. I believe that we don't need to be the same, though. We can be equal, but different. And I want to celebrate women as being women. I don't want a society of unisex people, or what? What's the new word that they have for that? Like binary? binary is, is it? That? Okay. So oh. I, I don't want a society like that. I love being a woman, and I love my husband being a man, and I celebrate those differences. And you know, I notice them every day of my life. The the differences. So can't we just leave it that way? <laughs> I I agree. Uh, you know I'm. Just to so many levels. I think, though, that we still run into. I just want the choice. Is the thing. I just want. I just want women to be able to choose who they be, who and who they are in the world, rather than being told uh, you can go only so far. You can only. I mean, when I, 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 my, my career was in the cosmetic industry, which was female dominated until you got to the upper echelons of the executive level. The whole top executive level was male. And I mean, and yet it's the cosmetic industry, folks. Who are we selling to, right? Um, 
so I just couldn't understand, you know, why you could only get so far. And at that time, I was hungry to achieve and hungry to advance. And I, I made it to, uh, a, you know, VP of sales, which was huge uh, at the time. There weren't a lot of women in, in that position at the time that I was there. Uh, but I do remember being working for uh, a company and I was the number one, uh, um, you know, I was the number one salesperson in the nation. Okay. Not just, not just the area, but the whole nation for the launch of this product. I'm and yeah, it was really amazing. That's and cute. The, pre the president of the company came out, the VP of the company came out, and I'm standing behind the counter, and the guy is standing there, and he's, you know, asking me about my numbers and how I did it, but the whole time he's speaking to me, he's talking right to my breasts, and I wasn't wearing anything really, you know, sexy or anything, and I just stood there, and I thought, I am the number one, right? sales gal in the whole nation and you're talking to my breasts so I he asked me so how did you do it and I said I stood there for a minute and then I said well come on girls answer the man and he looked at me and I said well they don't talk but I'll tell you how I did it oh my god so <laughs> it was great and he laughed he thought it was hysterical and then but the, the deal is is that that still happens it does still that happen. Still goes on. <laughs> oh, there, there's nothing that we can talk that with, Judy. So we'll be right back. Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com. Well, my fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists? looting our stores and burning our cities down. Now, you were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list, and they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa. Award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. 
Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Listen to the Ladies of Liberty sound off on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Welcome back to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Um, my name is Judy Moran, and I'm here with my two buddies. I'm here with Linda Martinelli and Becky Kolminen, and we're ready to talk about really what I consider the cancel culture. We were just talking about the CEO of My Pillow and how now Kohl's and Bed Bath and Beyond has stopped carrying his products. And really, just the whole cancel culture of who, whoever supported the Trump administration, whoever voted for Trump, whoever supported any of his policies or worked in his cabinet or was any, any way, shape or form associated with him, they are being canceled. Uh, companies are being told not to hire these people. Um, programs won't have them on their shows. I think that I, I also heard that uh, Ivanka and Jared have been uh, told that they are not allowed to come back to certain com- country clubs that they had belonged to for 20 years. I think that this is this is horrible. To me, it's so much worse than McCarthyism. What do you guys think about it? It's pretty unbelievable that in in this day and age, this sort of thing can happen. And not only does it happen, let's say 50 years ago when these things happened, it was done quietly because we didn't have social media, but now it's right out in the open and it's all over the news and it's in everybody's face and it's almost accepted, which is a very odd concept for me. It's, it's people blatantly saying, you're not, you're blacklisted and we don't want you. I I can't help but in my brain is (laughs) to some sad level going, na, 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 we don't want you. And it seems childish almost, but it's so wrong and wrong doesn't even do the word justice in these cases because you're, you're taking away a person's ability to make money on a very basic level, but then you're destroying it's defamation of character. It's cancel. It's canceling out the person and the business and their in, their integrity, and it's just destroying. And how how is it that this is acceptable? How is it that we can be okay with this? And I say we, certain people in society, not everyone, obviously, but how is it that this is an okay thing to do? Well, I wonder if you remember back in 2019 when President Trump said, they're not just coming after me. It's not me they're coming after. They're coming after you. And that's exactly how I see this. This is not just the people in the Trump administration and Trump supporters they're doing this to. They're doing it to all of us, all of us who are conservative or Republican or Trump supporters. That's who they're coming after. So Yes, they've done things like uh, take Elaine Stefanik off the board of Harvard, Harvard, and you know, she is a brilliant attorney. And they do this just because she supported President Trump. 
they are trying to cancel Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley right out of the Senate because they supported President Trump and they believed that there was election fraud. So now in our country, it seems that we are no longer entitled to our own opinions and we're not entitled to have a difference of opinion. Your opinion is only correct if it's on the side of the left at this point in time. And here's some things that are pretty scary. Michael Beller, who is the principal counsel at PBS, his comment was, and we'll put them, speaking of Trump supporters and their children, into re-education camps. David Atkins, newly elected member of the DNC, said, Dems and liberals should start thinking in terms of post-World War II Germany or Japan in order to deprogram 75 million people. Mm. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube have announced that they are removing all videos that mention election fraud. And indeed, they have taken the stop the steal people off of those platforms. They're not even allowed to say that there was anything to do with it. I have... Uh, high ranking friends in the media that have told me that they're when they go on stations such as one america news a conservative station such as fox news a fairly conservative station they are not allowed to even mention election fraud anymore and one more obama staffer michael simon has created the trump accountability project which is a permanent record of every staffer, appointee, donor, endorser, and enabler to President Trump. That includes so many multi-millions of people in this country. And they're putting us on a list to harm us, our businesses. And here's one more example. They have already taken off of sites like GoDaddy, companies that are conservative companies that do firearm sales or ammunition sales or products related to firearms, they have completely taken them off their sites. These are internet companies that their entire income is based on being on the internet. And these sites have just completely shut them down arbitrarily, just completely shut them down. This is where we're going. I mean, I'm I'm in shock. I feel like I'm in Nazi Germany right now. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to fight it. How do you even fight it? Who do we tell? Who do we? It's not like we can go to the media, right? <laughs> and say, this is going on. You know, tell the world uh, something has to be done because we get completely shut down. I, I oh my goodness, this is just it's frightening. It's, it's actually terrifying because we, we founded our nation on, you know, one of the principles we founded our nation on was free speech. We value it. We cherish it or we're supposed to. And now all of a sudden, really realistically in the last four years, it has been completely shut down. I, and, and I don't, I don't know how to have any recourse with it. And to be honest with you, I believe, I used to believe that, gosh, you know, at least I have my vote, but I personally believe I do not have my vote any longer. I believe that my vote doesn't count any longer. I believe that whoever, 
wants to can change my vote to whatever they want it to be. You know, the, the Democrats are definitely, I was reading through something from Business Insider and it just, it makes me feel kind of sick when I'm reading through these things. They're stating that the conservatives are whining about being silenced and that the complaints are completely detached from reality. This is an article out there everywhere that everybody can read. This opinion about all conservatives being extreme right and then out of their minds, extreme right is, is a product of what the media has produced, in my opinion. And I don't know how to fight it. Like you said, Judy, it seems very, very overwhelming and, and too big, too big to handle. And I don't, I, I wish that simply, writing against other people's writings would change something or get people to see some reality I don't know how to I don't know how the change is going to happen I think it's like the but old even saying how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time and I think that where we need to start is not by giving up right now but by getting more involved you can get more involved in your local you know Republican Party or local whatever you choose that can make a difference. But the other thing that we need to do as far as making a change here, conservatives have for a very long time given up kind of ownership of things like education. We have so few professors in our country that are conservative. It's, it's under 8%. It's, just crazy ridiculous we have given up having anything to do with media and so now we're paying the price we we were not the ones the conservatives were not the ones who created social media we were not the ones who have the majority of the news stations although interesting that the one conservative station that has been a standard for a very long time, Fox News, even though they are now run by the two sons, one being conservative, one being liberal, and you see the difference, it's still a more conservative station, has the biggest audience by far of any of the news stations. So there is a need and a hunger for conservative networks out there. And I think that what needs to happen is a person like Donald Trump or a person like, uh, I don't know, who, whoever you want to think of that is a very wealthy conservative person need to jump into the media world and create a social media site that is run by conservatives. So just as Parler was and is, but the problem with Parler is that they went on to Amazon to host their platform and Amazon is not conservative. So they got kicked off. And I just find that really, really insulting because I have both Twitter and parlor accounts. There is nowhere near the vitriol on parlor that there is on Twitter. And yet you can go on Twitter and I literally am sick to my stomach by what I see when Melania Trump gave her speech about saying goodbye and you know uh, how much she enjoyed the opportunity of being the first lady 
the vitriol that came at her and the curse words. And I, I just was horrified. I, I literally was sitting at my table, sick to my stomach. I never saw that type of talk on parlor yet. You take parlor off and say that it is fomenting violence. It's just so untrue. We've got to control our own destiny and not allow them to control our speech. I agree. I agree. I think um, the, what's difficult is what I think about is so we do need to uh, infiltrate basically the universities and our really, you know, beginning with our, our schools, our, our lower elementary and high school and college, we definitely need more representation in those areas, well as our own like like having parlor what i worry about is that will that will that separate us even more that's to me that's the question i i worry about it so i they 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 shut down parlor and they won't shut down twitter but if we create a separate, it's sort of like separate but equal. And is that going to actually unify our nation? I don't, I don't know. Or will it further separate it? Well, we're not going to block uh, liberals from being on it, Judy. It, it's just that, that they're not going to have the power to shut us down. So I, I think that we really have to look at doing that because what other choice do we have but being silenced? And if you have any knowledge of history and you look at what happened in Germany and that era of the Nazis way back when, what did they do? The first thing that they do is control the media. That is what we're doing in this country. It's horrifying to me and we can't let that happen. And now we are blacklisting good people. And I, I have to say, Mike Lindell I mean, he's got a phenomenal life story, came up from being just a drug addicted young man with nowhere to go in life. And he picked himself up and he formed this company, MyPillow. And I have to tell you, I own a whole bunch of my pillows. It is the best pillow on the market. And for them to blacklist him because he supported President Trump is horrifying to me that that's happening in America. You know, in this article that I was reading from, let me get back here again. It is, oh, this is the New York Post of January 17th. And it states, big tech suppression of speech at one party's urging, but not government order, technically doesn't violate the First Amendment. But as CNN commentator Mary Catherine Hamm tweets, quote, it feels creepy and authoritarian. It threatens to be the most effective speech suppression here since Democratic postmasters in the antebellum South deep-sixed anti-slavery material. And how horrid that we could even compare what's happening right now to something like that. It's control and it's it's oh. a battle. And we it's do all need about to, control. And we need to speak up. I mean, we literally not instead of being silenced we need now more than ever to speak up and then i but i'm afraid if i actually really really speak up right will that damage uh 
you know, my company, will that damage our brand? Will we be canceled? Well, it's possible. However, what's the silence going to do? I know. <laughs> I hear you, Judy. I that, know. Is, that is terrifying. And I feel the same way. I, I truly do feel the same way. And I don't want to be you know, outrageous and far left. I'm not calling for riots. I'm not calling for violence of any kind, but I want my speech to count and be heard like everybody else's. And I want my vote to count and be heard like everybody else's. And I think that that's the American way. And that's what we need to fight for. If we don't fight now and we lie down, then what? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm gonna, yep. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to fight but I think there's going to be a pretty big cost to it. Sadly. Well, and throughout history, that has been the case, right? And there, there is a cost for some people. There's a cost right now for Mike Lindell, for Elaine Stefanik, for all of these people, there is a cost, but you, you can't give up your principles and you can't give up. No. What I see is just the dream of America. I, I say that we just stand strong and we keep, you know, being who we are and not laying down for this kind of um, censorship on conservative thought and conservative speech. It's, it's more important than ever right now, I believe. My fellow Americans. Our mission here at AmericaOutloud.com is clear. We're here to defend our founding values and principles at a moment when they are under unprecedented assault. And to cover the news objectively and offer intelligent commentary on the challenges we face as a nation. You can tune in and join our family of listeners 24-7 in this vital crusade. Our apps are on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Find us on iHeartRadio or our world-class media player. It is a fight for the soul of humanity. America Out Loud Talk Radio is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Thanks for listening. You can tune in to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at AmericaOutloud.com. Welcome back, everybody. Boy, are we on a subject that is a favorite of mine, words. I use words for my living. I talk for a living, and I love, love, love words. At times, I have been called a word Nazi, because I kind of do that thing in my head when I'm talking with people, and if they misuse the King's English, I kind of cringe inside. But here's an interesting article that I've discovered. This comes from a university in our beloved state of Michigan. It is in the Upper Peninsula, and I have to admit, it is part of our state. It's a beautiful part of our state, but at Lake Superior State University, they have, as with their history over many, many years since 1976, come up with a list of words they're going to banish or words that they suggest should be banished from our vocabulary. Now, I have a, a list of almost all of them, and I don't want to just read the list to you, but these words begin with quid pro quo. I'm not quite sure where they want to banish that. It seems quite appropriate in some cases, but apparently people are overusing it. Artisanal. An artisanal is a very 
fancy word that people are using in the culinary world and in the art world, curated. Okay, and this phrase, okay, boomer, I can do away with that one, so, especially since I am a boomer and it's a derogatory remark. Influencer. An influencer is someone, and I believe this is derived from social media, where if somebody uses a product or have lots of likes on their social media, they're considered to be an influencer of a product or, or, or an action or words. Um, literally, I mean, when someone says, I mean, that's apparently to be banned. Living my best life. I'm not sure why someone would want to ban that, but apparently people say, I'm going to live my best life too much. Chirp. I don't use chirp. I don't know what that really means, except must be regarding tweet, tweeting and chirping. Jelly, that one I can do away with. Uh, I'm so jelly over that. When somebody is jealous over something, they say jelly, but they have to say it that way. Totes, another word I can do without. That's just so, so totes. And I think that means they like it a lot. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Vibe, check the vibe in here. My daughter will say, check the room, which is pretty close to check the vibe, meaning are you going to come into a funeral and tell jokes? No, check the room first, check the vibe. So these are, uh, these are just a few of the words that are being, well, that I should say Lake Superior State University would like to see banished from our vocabulary because we overuse them. I did find some new words that I'll talk about later, but some words that I want to see go away. The number one word I would like to see go away is Karen. I don't know if oh, you all Oh, that's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Karen. I know some Karens that are wonderful people, but unfortunately that name has taken on a very derogatory meaning of somebody that complains, somebody that wants to speak to the manager because things just aren't going her way and she thinks she's above and better and, and white. And I, yes, that word can go away as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, my uh, daughter's name is Karen. It's very offensive oh. to me. It's <laughs> oh, so no, sad no. to me. Yeah. Well, some of the other words real quickly that I know should, and I would, I'm hoping they're going to go away. Things like quarantine, sick, virus, Zoom, lockdown, pandemic, COVID. Those are words I would love to see go away as quickly as possible. What's on your list? Well, on my list is a little bit more political, but the cult of Trump. So they're calling Trump supporters a cult now, and I want that to go away. Deprogram, I want that to go away. White privilege, I'm so sick of hearing that, I can't even tell you. Critical race theory, I want that to go away. And I was also in agreement with the influencer word, that needs to go away. And my number one word that I don't want to hear anymore is racist. It is so overused and so used to silence people, even people that have nothing to do with being racist. I don't want to hear that word anymore. I agree. 
I mean, it's so it's so overused that I think it's lost its power. Truly, I think that it's just not before when you would call somebody racist. Uh, it, I mean, it is it is one of the worst things that you could call somebody really in our in our culture in our society and. Um, and it used to have weight, but now it's like people just throw it around, right? If they don't like you and you don't, and they don't like your opinion, then they're just going to call you racist. Um, do you, you know, it's, 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 to me, it just has lost its power. Um, so I would like that word to go away too. I think I would like cold sores and fungus to go away. Yeah. What? I really... <laughs> <laughs> the words or the thing? I mean, I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm saying, are we discussing? I hate them. I hate them. No. <laughs> I get them like they come out of my nose and all across my upper lip. That is, and they ruin everything. Here's a, here's a word for you, Judy. TMI. Okay. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> so, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So... I had a whole bunch of words that I that I didn't like, and um, I I think that the whole uh, use of uh, of like binary and transgender oh, yes, and yes, 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 all yes. of that, all of that is you know there 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 is just it's just too too much, right? I understand that that there are people who struggle with their identity, uh, their physical identity. And I understand that, but I, I just, the percentage of people who struggle with that, I struggle with a lot of things that I don't make everybody else worry about. Does that make sense? It does. And you know, words do have a lot of power. Words can injure and hurt and they can cut deeply. So what you just mentioned, Judy, when people are struggling with things to have someone throw out these terms. I don't, to I don't label you. That, well, yeah. And I don't believe that they are. I, I want to believe that they just don't understand how hurtful that can be to people because right. if they, if they knew why would they do it? But words are very words are weapons. Words can be so strong mm -hmm. as we just discussed in the last segment about it can take down businesses words can take down vitality and life and like history has changed when words are spoken off with her head right crucifixion we can go on and on and on with some of the most powerful words that have either raised people or brought people down we need to be careful with what words we're using and things we're saying, some of these words are funny, like the Karen, yeah. you know, out, yeah. outside Linda, your daughter being named Karen, these, it's kind of funny because in some cases the word can be fitting. I've known some people that just like to send their food back four or five, six times because it's, it's too hot. It's too cold. It's too this. It's too something. Well, why, and, why can't we just call them narcissistic instead? of yeah. naming them a name that belongs to somebody. I don't, I don't understand that. To me, that's just, um, that's, that's not right. I, because I know many wonderful Karens, Karens right. and Carries, and, and I think, why would they choose that name when it actually belongs to somebody, you know? Yeah. So the other, the other word Karen that Carpenter. I really don't, 
Yeah, see, I loved her. I loved her. Um, yeah. Why do birds suddenly appear? Anyways, the worst word to me is woke. Well, oh, that's that's on my list too. Woke. Oh, I, my I, gosh, yeah, like I am that. awake. <laughs> but you're I'm not woke. totally awake. You might be right? awake. Does but that you're mean woke. that? Right. It's like, it's like, wait a minute. Wait, I, it, it's like telling me I'm, I'm just too stupid and that yeah. you have to enlighten me to the truth or at least your truth. Right. And that's the other word, enlighten. Oh, need and, to enlighten and you another one. Right. Your truth. That's my truth. Yeah, yeah. No, you have your truth. I have my truth. No, right. I always say there is the truth, but it's not mm -hmm. your truth, my truth. It's the truth. So, you know, yeah. we don't all have our separate realities, but apparently right. in this day and age. And it's called the do. Bible. <laughs> That's the truth, right? Yes. True that. <laughs> True. True that, babe. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not for woke either. Uh, that really, that's really annoying. <laughs> and yeah, and I, really I have, I, I, gosh, now that I said it, it's just on my mind again with with the well well that's my truth i i just don't even say that to me right <laughs> no well you know there that are means few, there are a few new words that are coming into the english language and added to our dictionary if i may this one cracked me up for some reason it's one word am i right can you tell what i'm saying Am that's I right? Am I right? right? That's, the, that's one word. <laughs> yes, that is now one word in the English dictionary. A M I R I T E. Literally, am I right is now one word. Am I right? Am I right? It's now okay. one word. That is yeah. kind of craziness. Silly. And that's then you probably crazy. have heard GOAT, G O A T, which stands for greatest of all time. Oh, that's I was going to say, I have a goat. Yes, <laughs> he's pretty great. Too, I like goat, <laughs> and I like goat yoga too. That's fun. <laughs> oh, here's one that I probably have been guilty of: Sharent, S H A R E N T. Can you guess what, what that might that? be? What is that? No, Sharent. Sharent used by parents who use social media to share photos and details about one's child. <laughs> Sharent. <laughs> I've been a Sharent. That's funny. Okay. I Here's probably have two. Here's one I know that Linda does not have, and it's hodophobia. 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 H-O-D-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. An irrational fear of traveling. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was being afraid of Hoda. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I kind of like her. Right. And that, no, I know. Apparently that huh? came about because of the pandemic for some reason. Really? Oh, yeah. well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. yep. So Irrational fear of travel. That, that uh, was in the band list. I don't know if you saw it, Becky. It was mouthfeel. Yeah, I did see uh, that. I didn't, I kind of didn't want to go there. I know it's kind of gross, huh? It, but it, but it's just the 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 sensory perception of food in your mouth. Like, what does it feel like? And I thought, yeah. okay, we can ban that. Yeah. 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 I know that's a thing for people. Textures. It's probably why right. my daughter refuses to eat peas. 
right. <laughs> but it was it was kind of a a gross word. That so is gross. I right up there with cold sores. No. <laughs> well, leave it to me to bring up the gross words. Tell me more new words, Becky. A new word is onboarding. Oh, okay. not relating to getting on board a plane, but in business, integrating a new employee into an organization or team. Yeah, we use that. Onboarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one. I thought I, you said, I thought you said unboarding, like as un-boarding. in the exit. No. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. If they don't onboard properly, then they unboard. <laughs> right. Um, Here's a new word that I want to see put on the banished words for next year already. <laughs> and this new word is side hug. Oh, I don't like that. I don't either, but it has become a thing and I see some people do it. Not exactly sure why, but people, it's almost like I'm not going to commit to a real hug. I don't know you that well, but we're going to kind of bump hips and shoulders and side hug and call that good side hug yeah Don't like so another one is eco anxiety the dread of environmental perils okay yeah ish yeah. an adverb ish. <laughs> used to ish. modify something previously stated or as a vague reply to a question i like that word ish well that's, also, you they know. made a word it used to just be an ending onto another okay. word now it's a word. It's ish. I S H. an actual word. Okay. Because I'm heavy on the ish for time a lot of times because I'm time handicapped. <laughs> so I love it when somebody tells me, be there at nine-ish. Nine-ish, Oh, yep. I'm heavy on the ish. I'm heavy on the ish. So janky is a new word. J-A-N-K-Y. Inferior in quality. You know what? That new sweater I bought is pretty janky. Mm, kind that's of cool. a new word? Apparently, I've heard that before. Yep, information bubble is a new phrase. Media bubble: your exposure to what news you receive. If you have a, a media bubble, then you're choosing. I would imagine that means you're choosing where you're getting your news information, and only those places are where you get your sources for news. Your news bubble ratio has taken on a new meaning. It's a verb. Ratio. R-A-T-I-O. It's now a verb to flood with negative replies on Twitter. Yeah. And you know what? I just basically have to say about all these new words and even the old ones. I can't keep up. No, I can't. I just can't keep up. And I, I, I need my 20 something year old daughter to keep me informed of all these new things. I wonder if, you know, like on this list of banned words, I mean, do, do they really get banned anywhere? Do they really take words out of the dictionary as well as put them in? You know, the article didn't state that it does. I think it's maybe a wish list done by the university. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, they should have taken they- crying room and all that, those types of words <laughs> out too, I think. <laughs> Wait a minute. I have a cry room right here. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I did call Michigan State University and ask them if they created a, 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 a safe room for conservatives. <laughs> and their answer I was, uh, I think, I think that is not my department. I think I'll have, um, he told me, so-and-so call you back. <laughs> <laughs> well, words are a wonderful thing. 
and they can be a horrible thing. I am voting for 2021 that we bring all kinds of new words in that will enlighten people, support people, help people's lives get just better instead of stagnant or worse. What do you say about that? I think that's a great idea. And I think we just need to get a little bit better and a little bit calmer on our speech in 2021. I agree. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind. 